Light of the moon. Don't go by the old hill. <laughs> she died seven days ago. I'm trapped in a well of oh. friendship. Oh! <laughs> oh man! Welcome to Anime and French Power. Uh, spooky. The spookiest <laughs> podcast on the net, it's, except for all the horror podcasts. <laughs> And Joe Rogan's. <laughs> That's pretty spooky. <laughs> you know how many straight dudes listen to that? No. That's scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I, I'm Cody, the Cody host of Anime and French Power, and you are... I am Courtney, the host and captain of Diversions. <laughs> and tonight I'd like to talk about something... No. Uh, that's an example of me diverting. Uh, but already. actually, this, me explaining it, is an actual diversion. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this is the show, Anime Friendship Hour, where we watch an anime, and then we, as friends, talk about it. And by talk about it, I mean just kind of throw around some bullshit that doesn't have anything to do with the anime, and then kind of describe the plot of that, what happens. Okay, and the, the idea is you're, you're Courtney... And I love anime. Resident anime expert. Yes. And I'm Cody, uh, resident... Uh, Not anime. Rando? Yeah. <laughs> Normal? My buddy pal. Buddy pal. My Nakama. <laughs> that means... That means friend... Kind of, but more so. Friend with a purpose. Your companion. You're, we are driving towards our own goals and supporting each other. One would, piece. Would I be a Chan, a San, a Senpai, or oh. a Sensei? Cody, I feel like at this point I would refer to you with first name on first name basis. So it wouldn't have one of those no, dealies at the end? No, that means we're very close. Oh, that's, Although, those are formal formalizing. Yeah. Do you think as host you still deserve one of those on the end of your name? Oh, I absolutely deserve a, a Sama <laughs> on my name. No. I mean, Cody. I'm, I'm, I'm a queer of the people. If nothing else, I don't, I don't, I don't need. A queer of the people. <laughs> you don't need to refer to me with labels to show you respect. You just need to use your tone constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And I, Halloween episodes are like the most fun. And we started this podcast in like December, so this is like the longest we've had to wait for a special episode. You're right. And this might be your favorite uh, uh, holiday, yes? Actually, curveball. I love Christmas. Oh, Christmas cake. Christmas, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> um, But Halloween is great and good. What's your favorite holiday? Um, Probably one of those like Mondays that you get off that sneaks up on me and I forget about it. And then it's like, oh, three-day weekend. That's pretty cool. Actually, those are really great. I like. We haven't gone to like a, a holiday theme party in a while, and I'm fine with that. Uh, the, so before we do our check-ins, I'm going to get the spooky sp- happenings <laughs> happening spookily. And when I'm throughout this episode, I hope that we uh, uh, throw at each other specialized, personalized, scary scenarios. Okay. Uh, let me hit you with a scary scenario for <laughs> Cody. The tale of 
a comb that's cursed. <laughs> Whoever hair is combed with it will never be able to have a middle part again. Ooh! Uh, for Co- listeners who's n- who've never seen Cody, he has a staunch middle part. I feel like if my nervous tick to part my hair would result in not a part, that would be like an improvement. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, this is kind of like a, a compromise of like uh, of of just what happens when I get nervous. <laughs> that, but yes, and, and anyone who's seen the countless photos on the famous anime and friendship hour futon, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I need something different. I, my hair's very short right now, so it is mm-hmm. like doing more fun things. But yeah. soon we will be back in the the, the trenches of, of mid mid part yeah. midland <laughs> midland hairstyle. Exactly. Uh, uh, let's check in. Checking Cody, what's up with your life? Uh so I guess in the in the spirit of the week, uh I did get to play a little bit of of, of the new kind of hot horror game, Ooh. which is uh uh this the Evil Within Two. Oh which just the first out. Evil Within It's I don't know. Familiar. Yeah, it's kinda gross. It's kinda Resident Evil y and kinda Alan Wakey or whatever like that. But it's one of those games that like it it takes place in like a dreamish kind of world. Uh. And so there's just like the guy, the bad guys like fucking with you, and there's like monsters that jump on everything. And I, I think I realize I really hate dream world horror scenarios where there are no real rules, uh. and the bad guy kind of fucks with you until they don't, and then you find like a MacGuffin to win. I don't. You're a fan of horror film, but not horror games. I'm a fan of horror. I wouldn't say horror film. I'd say shitty cash and horror <laughs> movies is what I like. Okay. I was being one of those pretentious people that uses the word film for everything that is like <laughs> longer than 25 minutes. <laughs> I largely hate horror movies. I don't hate them. I don't, I don't go my way from it. I love survival horror games. Um, mm, yeah. But I, this one didn't seem to do it I'm for me I'm opposite. All. I feel like with horror games, I like to be a voyeur to someone's uh, 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 terror. Ah. When it's happening to me, I'm quite a little baby about it. <laughs> So in a movie, you don't like personify the main character or whatever. Oh no, you I'm watching go, you. Ha ha! I'm like, bitch. that's a bad situation to be in. <laughs> Sucks for you. You're you probably watch, handling it wrong. It's like a, you're watching like a nature documentary. Yes, and like the whole wild boar is running for its life, and you're like, yes, poor woman. <laughs> checking Courtney. What's my checking gonna be? Oh, my chicken disappeared. I'm just going to tell you what I've been telling you. Uh, my my chicken is my Halloween costume. Yay. Which, if you go on the Facebook after this Friday, you'll probably be able to see me in. By the way, I don't, I don't want to speak for Cody, but me, if you're a listener who doesn't know me IRL, just, like, message me. Like, you can friend me. Just message me so I know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you're any listener out there who wants to get to know us, please message Courtney. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> or post a comment on the uh, Anime and French Bar Facebook uh, webpage or SoundCloud. Yeah, anything. Uh, anyway, so my, my costume is going to be Sue Perkins of uh, Great British Bakey Show. Yay! I got a, a suit coat thing. I got a blue shade plaid. <laughs> and I got glasses and a cupcake hat, so people know I'm related to baking. You have to give people when you're doing yeah. a subtle costume. You have to give people big references so they can put it together. Seems very well thought out. Thank you. I was going to throw on an old uh, sloth onesie <laughs> uh, and call it a day. But that does also kind of speak to my personal. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's cheap. Uh, and it, so let's, let's, let's get to the... The big show. What did we watch today? We watched 
when they cry or Higurashi no nakani. Yeah. When they cry refers to cicadas yes, and or your neighbors while you're watching this because <laughs> there is a loud screeching sound in every episode. <laughs> yep. It's the cicadas. They happen every year. Ah. I've been to Japan twice and both times it's during the summer, but also both times like a month off before cicadas. Oh, uh, did you feel like you missed like a... I've been... I was so pissed. <laughs> I... I... God, I want I want cicadas. I thought at least in America, don't cicadas come once every like seven or thirteen years? Yeah, because you know why? America's bullshit. <laughs> Japan's bringing that shit out every I damn know. year. Ah, I want it. <laughs> so this is a mystery horror small town, nothing happening kind of yeah. combo show, kind of a harem anime in some places. Yeah, um, it's based off of a visual novel. Yeah, kind of a video game, but without much of a game part. Too. Yeah, is that yeah, what this it's is? kind of just like a point. I don't even know how much your pointing and clicking affects the game other than just be like, yes, more text. Next page. More text. It's like yeah. an audio book, but like visual. Yeah, I think there's some uh, uh, game aspects. Cause, so the way this show is set up, uh, every four episodes is a different arc it, from the game, but I think they're all like the bad end arcs because at the end of each one, uh, the people die, <laughs> the characters die. Uh, so it's like a trial and error or whatever. Yeah. And then you're supposed to finally get there at the end. So yeah, we watched two two arcs. So first four episodes oh, and the yeah. second four episodes. I, I, I kind of uh, uh, fl- flubbed the bub in this one. <laughs> I told you to watch this. I told Cody... Watch the second arc, five through eight, because I thought that was the good one. And it's a me on heavy one, and I like her, so I enjoyed it, but actually it's not so scary. The first arc is, if you're going to watch one part of Higurashi, watch the first one and possibly the last one. (laughs) So Courtney's spooky scenario, you screwed up your enemies. (laughs) (laughs) What was your 20s for, if not getting this right? (laughs) Fuck, you're right. What, what? Okay, I've been really productive in this last year of my life, but what have I been, what have I been doing with my life since the age of 15 to 24 <laughs> if I have not been able to learn my animes? <laughs> Wasted life! <laughs> Nothing haunts like the past. Oh, oh, you know what? Speaking of the past, <laughs> Cody, do you remember that one great episode of St. Young Men where Jesus and Buddha... <laughs> Had to stay at Buddha's uncle, spirit, the Holy Spirit. Had to sp- stay at the Holy Spirit's mansion so that Jesus could inherit it. But the mansion was haunted. Right. But they had to stay at night. And I was like, what? I think we even have a clip of that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, can you get that out of the wolf for me? Yeah, sure. Let me just use the uh, uh, Cody's quick entrance. Reep. Oh, here it is. Wait, what? <laughs> How long has that been there? Do, do, do. Baby, did you know about that? I didn't know. Oh, Fanny's back. Oh, that's nice. Fanny, get back to your fan car. <laughs> Annie, that's like 45 minutes early. It's, one of, it's like the guests when they speak before we speak to them. And it's like, have you never listened to a podcast before? I thought we were friends. <laughs> your workmates to me. <laughs> well, geez, that is Fanny. True. Yeah, I mean. Anyways, let's put that work- clip in the VHS. Yeah, no, it's actually a DVD. What? When did I get a DVD player? Your side I, of I the fan bu- corner warehouse is a lot more advanced than mine. I stopped buying microphones and I had nothing else to do <laughs> but upgrade the rest of the podcast infrastructure. All right. You know what? Just, put, just play the clip. Hey, Buddha. 
this place is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've even got a scary mansion written on my t-shirt. <laughs> That's how excited I am to do this. Oh, cool. You screen printed that one yourself and everything. Fuck yeah, I did. Wow, sure a lot of spirits. I wonder if I should guide them to... I guess I don't guide... You're more of the guiding spirits to other places. I'd mostly give them advice. <laughs> well, we want to go upstairs or downstairs? We seem to have two obvious choices right at the bat. I'm going to say up as we both ascended to heaven or something. Sounds fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, bat! Oh, that bat scared me, but it's okay, because me being scared was kind of amusing. I love the bat. I'm going to name him Frank. That was a great clip. <laughs> I liked how, even though they both ran up the stairs, we only heard one set of footprints, right? <laughs> that Oh, because they were walking in perfect unison. Oh, I thought it was because uh, Jesus was carrying Buddha. <laughs> I guess it, we, didn't, we only saw the stair. It was a close-up shot. So yeah, it was... yeah, it's really hard to tell. <laughs> Such good art direction. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Back to the anime we watched. So, what, okay, so the first arc, it starts, we kind of just get a slow roll, like, uh, introduction to all the characters, mm-hmm. which is nice, because they don't really do that in the, the second yeah. roll rounds, for obvious reasons. Uh, so our main character is transfer student. Uh, Keiichi, or as the dub decided to call him, Keiichi. 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 Just, it's an A sound. Keiichi. Keiichi. A-E-A. It almost sounded like KG to me. KG. And I was like, me and D and KG. Flying free, tenacious. Yeah. How I love, big of a thing was Tenacious D in your life? I would say probably fucking huge. Yeah. I, I was right in that age group that mm. like like I got a whiff of it on HBO like on the original run, mm. and then they had that uh, their main album that blew up, and then like uh, we were college or high school age or whatever, so mm. like we went and saw him like um, play with uh, was it um, Weezer? Oh yeah. Um, or was it the Foo Fighter? Yeah, no, no, it was um. It was Weezer, Weezer seems more in their wheelhouse. I was going to assume you said Ween at oh. first, because that would be exactly in their wheelhouse. It would have been, yeah. But no, it was a really awesome concert. Uh, and it was just him and uh, uh, Jack Black and, and Kyle Gass or whatever. And it was just them on their acoustic guitars, no other band at all. Mm. And well, like an hour, which was really cool to hear all that. And then uh, and then the big W came down and it was fucking Weezer. So yeah. Uh, and then that movie came out and we were in college and got stoned and watched it. And it was okay. But yeah, it, felt, okay. it felt like a Kevin Smith movie, you know, or it's like. Yeah. Did he, who, did he direct it? You know, if you he told me it did, I would have been like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, really did make. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I got it. I knew about it before, and I might have gone into it because of being a fan of Jackyel Blackyel. Yeah. Uh, from my first, I will. I feel safe in saying my first Jack Black experience was School of Rock. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, it was so good. It, it was so good for like up. a children's movie, kind of. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sarah Silverman is in it. Yeah. Not being given nearly enough to do. Miranda <laughs> yeah. Cosgrove, given way too much to do. <laughs> but I knew about Tenacious D first, and then the movie came out. Yeah. And then it's after that that I got really into it. Cool. Because as a child, this uh, Kevin Smith style movie was really, I was really digging it. Yeah. I remember that album that came out with it was really underwhelming, but like mm. the, the Kickapoo song was still cool and whatnot. Yeah, Kickapoo uh, is a good song. <laughs> uh, and, and he, um, he was also in a, a, a High Fidelity, which was a little more of like a grounded straight character, but still like Jack Blackie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. And then he's... he did King Kong and I don't know. Then he started I... cashing checks. Oh, oh, we're getting updates from Mother of Cats? No, we are not. <laughs> we're getting what? updates from front of the show, Carolyn Janice, about puppies. Oh. 
that's new. Usually it's about cats. <laughs> she, you know, she must have heard us talking about the Buddha and Jesus episode, and was like, "Oh, the the Lord reached out to her, as lords do." Yeah, <laughs> Jesus wants to get his name out there. But anyway, yeah, the dub really stretches out his name too. All the girls yeah. are like, "Kachi." Oh my gosh, K-G. I was reminded how much I despise this era of dubbing. It was. Awful, the voice acting. So painful. And I don't even know how much to... The lines were just bad. Like, they it, the the, Engli, the, the, Engli, the the actual dialogue was so blatantly straightforward. And I wasn't sure... It can be creepier yeah. if you talk in very plain sentences. But I also felt like it was just bad. <laughs> um. So, the, you know the whole point of this is like, hey, what if cute Moe girls were involved in a horror thing? And so they, there is... What's this, a Moe girl? I've never explained moe to you. I didn't remember it if you did. So moe um, just means like something that touches you emotionally. And it's usually pr- uh, applied to uh, uh, girls who are so cute. And you see them like, ah, they're uh, cute. And this one had one of each, you know, yeah. a different hairstyle, and big yeah. and small and confident and, and cute. And the, the thing about moe girls, the way they're cute is usually in being infantilized to right. like an extreme point. Death. So that's definitely a part of where the very plain childlike talking yeah. came from, even from like the uh, ninth grade level children. Right. What do you want to do at school today, Keiichi? Yeah. <laughs> it's like every line was like that. Ugh. I was a little more aggro on this whole setup from the second arc because they kind of skip the intro and they make the main character even a little more douchey. Yeah, the and main I guess character's we'll, a douche in the second arc. He's a huge douche. And I was really worried that the premise of this was he's supposed to be the viewer and we are all douches that want to treat women like little children toys. And then what would be creepy is if the little women children toys turned on you and kill yeah. each other. Yeah. That would be the most creepy, right? And so I was like, fuck this. But then we watched the first arc, and I'm like, oh, this actually is a little more of a fun mystery narrative. Yeah. And he's more of a straight character, like kind of a detective type even. And, and uh, I enjoyed the first part. Uh, actually, I would go as far as say I enjoyed the first part. Yay. <laughs> oh, we both agreed. The best part of every episode was the opening. Opening thing, some kicked ass. Uh, ma- the the animation was so cool. The flowers and shit. Yeah, it's cool. The, the song reminded, and I know I've been talking about this a lot, but um, it, it felt like a Persona 4 dungeon music mm. because it was like kind of dark and spooky, scary, but it had like a beat to it. So it was yeah. like, do, 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 do. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what all it was, but it was a little Castlevania kind of deal yeah. with a little less organ. And, and uh, it, was, it, it sounded like Tattoo, the um, all the things she, she said. Singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that song. That was great. Uh, listener, you may not have listened to this song. Go. go. I can't Everyone listened to Tattoo, listen didn't they? Those, oh, oh, Tattoo, what? I was saying this opening song. Oh, yeah, go check it out. It sounds like Tattoo with Japanese girls. Yeah. And they're not necessarily lesbians. Not necessarily. Uh, the craziest thing about the opening is one of the girls holds, like, this fox, fox mask in her face, on front of her face, and then she turns around, and it's her face, and it's supposed to be like, whoa. <laughs> um, it's just a shot. But the thing is, see, she has this huge anime girl head, and the fox mask is normal mask size. So it's like, how is that mask covering that head? <laughs> how is that happening? It's like a chibi wearing a regular sized hat. Yeah. Kind of problem. <laughs> this doesn't work out. 
Oh, man. Uh, so the rest of the cast rolls out. We get the green hair, which is the confident, tall one. Oh, confident, tall one. She's the best. Just, yeah. If this was the uh, yeah. slice of life anime that it sets itself up to be, she would be the best. Yeah. Also, well, I mean, a lot of that is if, if you were to uh, be in the footsteps of the main character, she's kind of the only one you can get away with fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh, wait, the no, only no. Uh, her, the um, orange hair is the same age as him. Oh, is is she really? Sp- okay, um, yeah, Rina or whatever. She yeah. just uh, acts like a child because again, infantilization. Yeah, so this still kind of creeps me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we got Reno, which is the the yeah orange hair. Uh, with, um, she wears a hat. She's quirky and yeah. likes cute things and talks the most. Li- no, not the most like a child. Right. The second most like a child. <laughs> and then and then we have two straight up literal children, which are uh, Riki and um R- Rika and Rika and the other one Satoko. And they kind of come in a pair. They live together. Yeah. Do, doing fun um, stuff. Satoko actually. Blue hair. Mm, uh, the Satoko is the blonde one. And oh, she actually speaks like in the Japanese like an adult lady because she's trying to be fancy. Oh. That did not translate to the dub at no, all. No, it did not. <laughs> oh, and Rika, uh, they don't like expand on it, but she has psychic powers. What? I know. That's how she knows things without being told things. I, everyone seems to know things without being told things. Maybe it was well, more specific and I like didn't realize it was always her. Well, she does have psychic powers, which makes this the third episode in a row to have psychic stuff in it. Yay. Oh, there was no tennis, though. We got baseball. I got close. We got baseball, though. <laughs> the show starts. Keiichi has moved Keiichi. to Hinami. Oh, this takes place in 1983, by the way. Yeah. I just um, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I mean, it was made in like the early two thousands, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a nice. It's a, you don't get that setting a lot when it's yeah. you're past it. You want to like let's go back to the eighties or something <laughs> and not really use it a ton because they're in such a small town. Like there's, yeah. it just basically means they don't have cell phones, right? Which is yeah, that's basically what it means. Which is kind of cool. Um, so he's a transfer student. He kind of like moved to town mm-hmm. and then he joins the club of the girls and they love yeah. him and, and they play games and stuff. They play old maid and uh, this kind of like. It's like Clue, but it's just with cards. It looks yeah. kind of fun. I don't know where there's like a murderer and a weapon and a thing. I don't know. So they're they're they have the uh, their festival. It's coming up, the Cotton Drifting Festival. Yeah, is this a real thing? No, no. Oh, okay. Not to not to my knowledge. I mean, there was enough parts to it that like it felt like it could be real. Like they did the think, little cotton balls and they put them in the river and they flipped down the river. I think it's and... one of those things. It's like, eh, it's close. It's believable. Yeah. So we'll use it for a thing. Sure. And then there you. McNack. Oh, oh, it's haunted. So he meets two people: a photographer guy, Tomitake, from Tokyo. From Tokyo, shit. <laughs> and um, the the nurse in town, Takano. She's blonde, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, they kind of come and go together. Uh, yeah. and then uh, they tell him about uh the Oyashiro. There's gonna be a dam there. Right. They're in oh, like yeah. a junkyard, right? Yeah. And there was... There was supposed to be a dam. Villagers didn't want a dam. Right. Because it would like flood the city. Yeah. Which is pretty extreme. Yeah. It's pretty uh, fucked up. That's an oversight. And so there's some sort of curse here, and there was possibly someone murdered. Yeah. But like... It's every- implied that the villagers uh, lynched someone and cut their body to pieces. Yeah. And the uh, uh, main character tries to ask the, some of the girls about it, and they're like, no. No, it never happened. What? I know nothing about huh? that, Keiichi. Hmm? Keiichi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So he knows like something's up and he's a little more suspicious in the first arc. In the second arc, he basically doesn't really get invested in much of the suspicion. And he kind of just like shrugs it off when yeah. like, they're being obviously weird. And this this first arc, he actually like is a person and is like, oh, they might be lying to me. Oh, that's not consistent. And like <laughs> actually like it's much easier to follow. Um, oh, why the fuck does green hair have a gun? Oh, yeah. She's just got a gun in a holster when she's not in her school uniform. Never used, never explained in the first I eight episodes. It, technically, it's a taser. Okay, it's got like a pistol grip. Did they have tasers in the eighties? I guess probably. I guess probably in so. Japan. I don't know. It. Um. So they explain later that she is the heir to uh, a yakuza family. Yeah. Which still doesn't explain why she's walking around with just a taser and or gun. <laughs> yeah, and you can't just like walk around with a gun in Japan, right? Like, no. like crazy. So it must be like a taser thing. But yeah, it's like, and she's even in dangerous situations, and like it never really like gets utilized. But, yeah. Uh, it's it's like a fashionable like uh one of those like like uh, detective holsters yeah. that you could like wear Honestly, like a jacket over. How far are we from that in real life? <laughs> you know, not that far. Yeah, you know what? As soon as that becomes acceptable, fashion, we just need a few more. I'm going to give it a year and a half for the country of America to get just road warrior enough <laughs> for like just fake guns to be in vogue. All right, uh, listener, you heard it here first. Courtney's calling out around episode 120. <laughs> we're going to have uh, uh, fashion holsters. Fashion holster. And something resembling a gun in them. Yeah. We'll say. It can maybe be technically not I bet it'll be like flowers or something. That's where the flower clown... The flower crown will evolve into the flower pistol or something. <laughs> it shoots flowers at people. I don't Or know. one of those clown guns that like has a oh. <laughs> bouquet comes out of it with a little thing. <laughs> Oh, so this is fun. Uh, uh, Rena finds a, a fucking... Kentucky Fried t- Chicken yeah, uh, or, or, stand model. Or as what it is in the show, Kentucky Chicken Fried. Uh, uh, <laughs> not Uncle Sam. What the fuck's his name? The Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, and, and she wants to, wants the statue in her house. And uh, she's like, oh, but he's buried. What will I do? And he's like, I'm a big, strong man. I can help you. And she's like, oh. He never you. helps her get it out, though. No, he comes back the next day to help her. And then and he's then like, let's like, give up. And then we never see it again. We never see it again. And you know what? That justifies everything Rana does from that point on. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> then there was an, a small, like, slight on somebody in, in the second arc that it ultimately led to the craziness. Yes. And this was happening in the first arc because I watched him out of order. And I was like, oh, this must explain it. And then, no, it doesn't. No. Yeah, but but um, that's too bad. I really want to see uh, Japanese Colonel Sanders. I wonder if their menu's all different too. I mean, they can eat chicken, so it's not gonna be like McDonald's is in India where like everything's yeah. replaced. But I wonder if they have fun like teriyaki. I bet they have so much fun. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's way more fun. And our KFCs have a lot of fucking fun already. Um, I'm looking something up. Okay, I haven't started using. Um, Did you Christmas know K- KFC is a Christmas thing in Japan? Uh, oh, I mean, like it's a Chris- Christmas tradition. Yeah, like people. I guess they get. Okay, every uh, Christmas season, an estimated 3.6 million Japanese families treat themselves to trucking fried chicken, and it has become a nationwide tradition. That sounds delightful. Like, I was always, I, I dug all the, um, like, American Jews will get uh, uh, Chinese food, mm-hmm. and I don't even know how true that is, but that's, like, a stereotype. Um, but it sounds fun and good, and I don't know, like, I... Th- Holiday food's all right, but it's a little one note. And when you have to hit like multiple, I grew up with like all of my family on both sides of my family, like in the same area, which is like privileged as shit. And I shouldn't complain about it, but you get like four like holiday food meals in a row and then leftovers. And it's like, okay, mashed potatoes. I could go for something different. Mm, so apparently this is the, uh, uh, it's just KFC promoted it as like, Hey, get your Christmas food at KFC. <laughs> it's like, this is a thing. Everyone's it's not like, like any real reason. 
but you can't get a special Christmas dinner from KFC. I think it's just a bucket. <laughs> bucket and mash. Yeah. Do, do you think that uh, uh, when Jesus spent that summer in, in Tokyo, that buckets of chicken, uh, chickens came with their own buckets as offerings on his birthday? I'm so sure. Honestly, now that you pointed out, St. Young Men is so, like, pop culture-y. I'm surprised they didn't ha- have a KFC thing. Right. You like, know that what? Would I, fit bet right there, the fuck I bet in. there's a, a strip in the original manga that has uh, that. Something yeah. like that. And it's probably KCF. This is not the first time I've seen KCF used for... I mean, it's such an obvious, like, because yeah. you can't use the real one or whatever, but... Can't change that K. <laughs> yeah, right. Kentucky of Central Florida. <laughs> um, Adrian, friend of the show, is from University of Central Florida. That's why I see that a lot. Hey, Adrian. Adrian. Anyways. What the fuck are we doing? Uh, they go to the festival. They have like an eating competition. They all get brain freeze. Yeah, uh, this is fun because there's a callback to this in the second part. And there's a target. There's a target. They shoot guns for like to hit the thing. Oh yeah, it fucking Mion gun gun wielding Mion doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. And then uh, boy, listen, boy, if it, it was a taser <laughs> booth, she would have it locked down. If it was a quick draw or something, some like yeah. pistoly kind of short range. But this was a long. This is a sniper. Mm, yeah, situation. Exactly. that's not her forte. <laughs> it's not where she put her skill points. Or is he from the city? Or they use right rifles? Or, <laughs> They get to see the the river, uh, the floating uh, cotton ball deal. Um, meets up with the photographer and the nurse, and that's when they want to talk about the killings and the history and get into it. That's kind of their their point yeah. is they're the ones that meet up with the main character and really spill the mm. beans on the curse and the history yeah. of the town. And, and then they die. And then they die. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what uh, happened here. <laughs> and they establish that every year after the festival, someone dies. And someone disappears. Right, right. It comes in pairs. Mm-hmm. And one is spirited away, which is apparently just a totally normal phrase everyone uses all the fucking time in Japan. Is yeah. what I got from this. You just disappear. I'm like, I'm like just like the movie, like, like you go to the little girl thing and you, you see the sit balls and you eat food and the <laughs> mascot comes and there's a train. and Yeah, it's great. Everyone loves it. <laughs> it's a great fucking afternoon. <laughs> you come back, it's like, hey, where were you? Did you go on vacation? Nah, I got spirited away. <laughs> oh, did you see the mascot? I saw the mascot. Did you fall in love with the dragon boy? Yes, I fell in love with the dragon boy. (laughs) It's great. Everyone loves it. (laughs) Honestly. It's like going to Tahoe for us. (laughs) (laughs) That movie is like just, you know, it's like grownups too. Just a vacation movie. (laughs) When you really look at it. Oh, wouldn't that be the greatest thing in the world if Miyazaki was just the Adam Sandler cash grab (laughs) of Japan and everyone was just like, ugh. God, how much did this cost? Ugh. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> and then like foreigners are like, this is so good. Oh this my God. So like, great. Are you idiots? <laughs> but the thing is, Adam Sandler is that of that. Wait, what? I be is he is Adam Sandler I mean, I guess they're not revered. They're they just sell enough in other countries. Right. Like it's it's more successful. Yeah. Outside. But I don't know that he's cuz he's revered in Japan too. Is he? Miyazaki. Okay. Oh, right. Well, of course. Of course. It'd be fun if he wasn't. Though. Yeah, he he's a fucking genius. He revolutionized the medium. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> we already did one, guys. We already did a Miyazaki. We're done. Yeah, we did it. Until we have a friend that's like I only want to do one and they'll be like, "Okay, Wait, we'll do it." Wait, which Miyazaki did we do? Yeah, Carrie Terrence. That's not a Miyazaki. That was Oh, it was that directed was by... Ghibli, but that's not a Miyazaki. Uh, <laughs> you earned back your anime points from screwing it up earlier. <gasps> Good job! Yay, <laughs> anime points! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, we did. Um, we we did. Uh, uh, Kyle Hovland. Uh, uh. Oh 
my god! Anime points revoked! What's the Lupin! We did Lupin! That's right, that was Miyazaki! Back to negative one anime points. Shit! How quickly it happened. Yeah. Uh, so this is when the girls start getting creepy and Rena just straight up confronts him he's like have you been keeping secrets yeah, are you lying to us? and he's like no I'm not lying to you and then she like starts getting weird and, and laughing and all the birds fly away and call her a liar and blah blah this blah this will happen at least three more times yeah, in he, this arc he starts uh, calling or talking to the cop there's a cop guy and he's dishing with him the cop's telling him about the uh, old suspects oh, oh. and uh, he keeps lying about meeting with the cop to the girls because the girls are like, well, who are you meeting with this fucking cop? Who are you meeting with this fucking cop? Yeah, it's 5 Because they know 911's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Something happens to snitches, but they can't put their thumb on it. <laughs> they're, they're really getting close there. <laughs> the, cop, the cop is talking to him on this snitches whole... Snitches stream on Twitches. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you did it. TwitchCon just happened. Uh, call back. Um, oh, okay. Call um, back. so uh, the detective spills the beans about Satoshi. Yeah, well, hold on. He's talking to him on his hilariously giant pink phone. Yeah, that's in a bookstore? Question mark? Or is that a cover? And then like that's he has a to, cover. He has to keep putting. Yeah, he's like, hey, it's, it's a public phone. He's like, he, hey, it's me. Uh, this guy from the bookstore to which the boy complete always responds hello detective what's your name i know and it's like oh, okay do you you're just... ruining the point yeah so it's a public phone but it's and, like and you know what it's the a giant detective phone. never corrects him no he's like yeah okay that's fine <laughs> uh anyway satoshi is this kid who was there last year but then he got spirited away transferred. or transferred Who's to say? And uh, he has—he's the brother of Satoko, yeah. blonde one who speaks like a lady. Yeah. So uh, he, one of the times he's talking to the cop, uh, uh, oh, Rena shows up. Yeah. And his dad was like, "Hey, I saw Rena come upstairs. Where'd she go?" And he realizes that Rena heard him talking on the phone. And yeah, because uh, 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 Rena wasn't there. Oh no! She was standing outside the window. Ah! Ah, Share the whole thing out of episode two. <laughs> So now, um, um, so like then I think, uh, Keiichi meets the pr- the detective at a restaurant, and they like link. No, hold on, before this, he he tries to call in sick. Oh yeah, and, he, and then they take him to a doctor that says you have a cold, all right. We're gonna give you a shot. Can you explain at all the logic of either phases of that plan? You have a cold. We're taking you to the doctor. The doctor sees you, confirms you have a cold, wants to give you a shot. Maybe mm-hmm. just like a flu shot. So what you know. would that be? So you don't get sicker? I, I've never gotten anything for a cold I ever. I have no idea. I uh, have no idea. I'm like, did they discover a cure for a cold in Japan and it just never made it? It's a secret. <laughs> I don't. And it's only a shot. Sorry. Okay, fine. I, no, I, you're I, right. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I didn't pay attention to that, but that's exactly the words they said. Yes. And I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so after that, he goes to the diner and they, with the sexy waitress ladies that aren't terribly explained until the next episode or the next arc. Um, and they, they... Oh, it's crazy though. This detective, this adult man, this elderly man. Hey, I got this junior high school kid here that I'm just hanging out with for business. We need to go eat. Where should we eat? A maid cafe. Is that what that? That's a real thing. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, it's a real thing. Is I've it, been to one. Is it? Is it like a Hooters essentially? And I haven't been to Hooters, but like um, with the yeah, idea it is like that. They're just like dressed up sexy, but it's yeah, otherwise normal food. There is. 
less emphasis placed on boobs out and more emphasis placed on, oh, look, I'm pretending to be nice nice to you. Ah. Yeah. That's better or worse. I don't know. I think it's both at the same time. <laughs> Especially because there's an underage girl going to do it in the second arc. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he explains that one of the girls that died in the previous years was in a fight with Mion. Uh-oh. Yeah. And they're all connected to the, the, the Scooby squad. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. And then we learn that Reyna um, went ape shit at her old school with a baseball bat, breaking all the windows and hurting people, and had to go see a neurologist and said, Oyashira looks the- down on her while she sleeps. Which is the god of the village who's right. causing all of the dying. Ooh. And then it turns out she used to live here a long time ago, which is something that she really didn't tell him when they were in the junkyard. Yeah, because like, she said that she moved there a year ago. <gasps> what? Lying in secrets, lying in secrets. Lying in secrets. <laughs> uh, live omission, live omission, live omission. Technically <laughs> true, technically true. <laughs> uh, so then he goes back home and he's visited by Mion and Reina and they give him some rice balls that are covered in red bean paste which sound delicious <laughs> you've really made a, red bean make sense to me over the last several so times good. we've gone to the city where it's you can sweet find it. fermented beans yeah fermented anything I'm on oh. board you make that sweet I'm on board I do like sweet rice a lot for for hating on all things sweet. Fucking mm. sweet ass uh, uh, sushi rice. Like I could just eat. It. Yes. I could just eat gobs of it with my hands. Fucking great. So uh, they oh, give but- them. They, they say pick, figure out which one Raina made. Yeah. He takes a bite of the first one. A fucking uh, Halloween needle in there. Ah, Halloween needle. I think it's about time for another spook. Ooh. Why don't you try and spook me? Okay. Corny. I'm closing my eyes to make more real. Yes. Corny. It's Saturday night. What? It's 10.34 p.m. What? Your parents know exactly where you are. Ah! End of scenario. Oh, shit. I'm not out. I'm not doing work or something. Ah! Also, they know what's stressing you out. Ah! Are you telling me I'm communicating with my family? Ah! Your brother friended you on Facebook. Ah! <laughs> he plugged you on his podcast. Ah! Hey, actually, I want that. It would still be spooky, though. You'd yeah, be like, who are you, pod person? It's like, well, huh? God, that was spooky. <laughs> you, need to, you need to cool down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he goes back to school, and he almost gets run over by a by a truck. Yeah, this that's trying to run him over doesn't. Maybe this pays off in later arcs. I don't remember this in the second yeah. arc. This doesn't mean or do anything. Um, I think whatever. so. He's bit. This is one of two or three times he's attacked by these random guys, and I think those guys are supposed to be connected to the Sonozaki family, which the is the, the Yakuza family Yakuza. that uh, uh, Mion is the heir to. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah, telling yeah, them so. to kill him. Right. So now, yeah, he's he's being he's been super paranoid for like a day now. Yeah, and, and but now reason. shit's real. Um, and still, he'll place immense trust in these girls and act like yeah. nothing's wrong. Long, you know, not as bad as he does in the second arc, where like he'll literally be like, "Oh, you murdered people. Let's go on a walk." But in this one, he's still like, yeah. "I'll be cool for a while," and then he'll get into like a rage and start. Well, that's basically what starts up. Pretty yeah, soon yeah. Here, so right? he starts. Uh, he finds a bat at school, starts swinging around, because he's getting ready to murder some people of his own, if necessary. <laughs> but guess what? It's Satoshi's bat. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> the guy he replaced. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to practice my swing. He just goes out in the yard and just swings away. Yeah. 
which looks ridiculous. It looks awful. I don't think I don't I don't I'm not a professional. I'm not a minor league. I'm not even uh, an adult beer ridden softball player. <laughs> I don't know if there's any value whatsoever to just swinging a bat. People do it to warm up. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. There's like getting yeah. the weight in there's your arms and you put the weight on the bat. Building the muscles for that specific move and the muscle memory. I guess. But I feel like a thousand the... swings of the sword. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. I, the golf makes way more sense to me because it's such a precision thing. Yeah. And like if you swing a golf club, you kind of know if you were going to hit the ball or not. But with baseball, like you have to track the ball, and so yeah. I don't know. I think I think this is a poor use of time for someone trying too. to <laughs> master someone... the craft. I think it's a poor use of time for someone trying to not die. And a poor use of time of a show that's only 22 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so many scenes. <laughs> um, so everyone's really disturbed by this because we'll find out this is what the previous kid did yeah, before he disappeared. Yeah, did exactly. And this is his fucking bat. He's even got his name on it. Yeah, and there is kind of a ton of like, a, hey, are you carrying this dead guy? Well, they don't say he's dead, but they act like he was. Right. They say he's transferred, but they say it like, trans. don't you, get transferred, Kate. Transferred. <laughs> Uh, and then that night, his parents are like, oh, by the way, we're gone. Yeah. Uh, hope we're you're not, cool. not like we're leaving. Like we have left. You're on your own, which is crazy. Also, my dream. <laughs> but like not like forever. Just like, you know, give me some space. Uh, I hope you're ready to catch it December. 8th don't tell people. What, I mean, don't tell them that I'll be staying at your house at blah, 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 your address, your address. If you go back and listen to every single episode in order to figure out- You can play it together so easily. I'd be so happy to have that many listens that, you know what, endanger Courtney's life. They can handle it. I, <laughs> I have the bamboo no, sword. I'm going to find it. Do you have a, a spooky scenario for me? Ooh, I feel ooh. like I, I rolled out of the first one a little too easily. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Spooky scenario. All right, let me get, let me get ready. Okay. Okay. Cody, mm-hmm. you walk up to a bar. Ooh. You ask for a Greyhound. Oh. You my are favorite, handed drink. a drink that looks exactly like a dr- Greyhound. Oh, it's either it's either like a, a dark peach or a light pink, yes. That's right. And it's kind of cloudy. But when you put it to your lips, <gasps> it's a sugary sweet drink. <laughs> oh! A vodka lemonade, no. Oh, no. I can only drink one to four of these before I get gut rotten. And, and there's no alcohol in it at all. Just juice. That's right. <laughs> what am I, 12? <laughs> that is horrifying. Uh, we just went on a road trip with our improv team, and I drank a lot. Oh, it was so good. We went to Mon- oh, Monterey, plugging Pink Flamingo Theater. Yeah, they were really, really cool. A really cool, fun place to play. And uh, one of our uh, teammates, future friend of the show, hopefully, uh, Chris has a favorite rum and coke, of which I am a rum and coke fiend, and at his favorite bar, and we got to go experience. He literally walked in and said hi to like four people and hugged people. Like, I- he was like... It was exactly like everyone knows me there, and it was so legit to like roll in with him. Frazier was there. <laughs> he was doing his own TV show. <laughs> Ted Danson, modern day Ted Danson. Oh, oh, we had a fun game at that bar of spotting vampires. There were some overly stylish people. Okay, so there was one guy that had like the the shaved on the sides, like but a big quaff of hair in the middle type of thing. Yeah, dyed bleach blonde. Then look at looks like snow boots. And a long gray, like knit gray sweater, (laughs) 
And he was just walking around like that was a normal outfit. With him, a lady in knee-high boots, black jumpsuit thing, also bleached blonde hair. Yeah. And they're just... One of them wearing like a big duster thing or something yeah, too. I yeah. don't know. Like it was. Oh, and then a lady again, bleached blonde hair, <laughs> red eyeshadow, like black coat and knee high boots, just walking in. You know, if someone turned off the lights, you'd have seen three pairs of eyes. Yes, just exactly. glowing red. <laughs> and she. Here's the thing about this third lady. I saw her walk in because we were standing near the door. As we I, do. I looked, yeah, as we do. We're that kind of folk. Um, I looked at her and thought, vampire. The next second she looked at me, dead in the eyes. I, I, she looked away, but it was enough for me to be like, shit, aren't you? Did all the din in the room like turn into whispers? Yeah. Like a gust of like air. Like, there was a chill you? down my spine. And you could hear her voice, but her lips didn't move. That's right. And she said, next. And that might just be someone from Carmel. Like, I hear they're getting <laughs> I a little more... Anyone from Carmel. <laughs> huh. Oh, man. So, that's the last episode of the first arc. Reyna tries to get into Keiichi's house. And, and she's like, he has the chain on the door thing. And she tries to grab it. And you're like, that's not how that works. Yeah, I never thought of this before. But it's, it's the chain latch where you have to have the door closed so the chain can go to the opposite side of the latch where the big hole is so it can yeah. come out, right? This is a vertical chain or a vertical latch where literally she reached through, grabbed the chain, and was completely capable of just moving yes, it up. Yes, she was. Because the chain is of equal distance from both ends of it. Uh, it. I don't know if it was just like an artistic decision, like we want it in, uh, entirely in the shot, uh, but it seems not in sense. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm no locksmith. <laughs> but that, I had to... does not, that doesn't hold up to court. <laughs> My uh, male brain could not see something like that and not blurt it out and interrupt everything and talk about <laughs> it. That was just exactly what had to happen. When <laughs> Anyways, the next day. so Oh, he... she goes outside in the rain and just says, I'm sorry a million times. Oh, yeah. To herself. Just creepy, creepy shit. Um, next day, he's back swinging again. And Mion confronts him about the swinging, tries to explain why it's scaring everyone. Which first, you shouldn't have to explain that. Just swinging a <laughs> bat at nothing is terrifying. And it wasn't like he was like visualizing baseball. He was just like an angry man standing yes. four feet away from a woman swinging a bat with rage in his eyes. <laughs> no, just Trump's America. Just yeah. <laughs> embodied. We're there. Um, but then she like confronts him about all the lying and shit. And she lets slip that she was going to have uh, the detective killed. Yeah. Well, let's slip. She says, I should have killed him. While oh, I had a chance. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kill him now. <laughs> oh yeah. She actually, she straight up says that. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, Raina follows him home with a hatchet. Yeah. Like a uh, big ass machete hatchet, like a well, yeah. serious ass chat hatchet. And then he gets attacked by the dudes in suits again. Yeah. I, I guess that makes more sense now. At the time I thought it was just like the DNR, like forest rangers, like, saying he's trespassing but yeah okay so these are the the yakuza's the yakuza <laughs> um and he like get gets knocked out and wakes up back up at his home and reina and mian are there and they're like ha 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 we, we called the coach because you got so much into baseball ha 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 and they keep saying the, co- is this the coach is this ever explained that's not a thing <laughs> they're talking about the character from cheers again right yeah <laughs> coach hey, the little guy behind the bar next to Ted. yeah come on man uh they want to play the punishment game which was um when you lose oh, old the punishment maid, for would... not guessing the rice ball thing right which did he even get a guess yeah he never even he never even got an opportunity yeah the previous time they drew a picture of a cat on his face which was adorable that's and very th- fun this time they have a syringe uh, uh and... full of dr- would okay so here's the thing so the photo guy that died 
the uh, detective says, so he like clawed at his neck and killed himself? Someone always dies by, with their own fingernails, tearing their own neck Yeah, yeah. So that was this guy in this one. And the detective says they uh, like tested him to see if he did because of drugs. And they said it came up negative. But then later in this fourth episode, when Mion and uh, and Reyna pull out the syringe, it's implied that it was because of drugs. Yeah. Well, maybe they, that was untraceable drug. I don't know. It's maybe it's a, it's a tincture of uh, of <laughs> the poppy or <laughs> dragon's blood. I don't know all the what what's, what are the accuracy they use? They gotta have untraceable uh, shit. Uh, oh, I bet it was the capsule gang. Yeah, it's the capsule. <laughs> they went gang. to the bar. <laughs> Give us drugs. Don't say what kind. Just- <laughs> Give us the psychic drugs. Do you think the photographer's camera was a cannon? Probably. Oh, it absolutely was a cannon. <laughs> so since we did the um, Akira epi- episode. Last week's episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the manga. It's fucking great, by the way. Great. But, you okay, so I came to think of Akira as this dude bro anime movie that people who don't like anime like. Yeah. Because they're huge dude bros. But if you read the manga... There's like so many fucking female characters who are doing shit constantly. Wow. Yeah. More like, than just the resistance girl? Um, yeah, there's Kay, and yeah. then there's her aunt, who's like this huge buff lady that's just like firing uh, uh like machine guns constantly. That sounds awesome. And then the uh um cult lady who we didn't know was a lady at the t- at uh, the time of the episode. Uh, it was a lady. I yeah. thought for sure it wasn't, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I know. Well, I was wrong. So fuck me. Uh, um. So she, she's like a huge part of it. She's like actually won the psychic kit. I, I, oh god, that that's more. Of, I don't want to spoil it for people who are gonna watch it. But that makes kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd be obsessed with the Acura, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like even Kay is a way huger part of it than she is in the movie. Yeah, she doesn't. They like do anything. really sideline her. She's kind of like the main character for a whole volume of the six volume wow. series. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think I'm um, tier three of my anime adventure. Tier one was an- watching anime, mm-hmm. which you got me to do about 10 months ago. Tier two is playing persona, <laughs> <laughs> which started an anime as fuck game, uh, which started a couple months ago. Tier three. And this is a long way off. Cause I still am set on never doing it. It'd be reading a manga. Yeah. 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 I was never into comic books. I'm watching I, I, usually when i see a movie i don't want to read the book i'm this gonna say kind of that. there are huge anime fans who never pick up a manga yeah and i feel like it's a similar like movie book deal here where it's like yeah. you know people will always swear by game of thrones the books even though people are watching the tv show blah, yeah. blah blah so i don't feel bad about it but i'll know the second i find myself reading a manga i'm gonna be like god damn it yeah. well here's the thing with the akira manga when you read it you realize Wow, he did a great job of trimming all the fat off of this. Cool. So that's why everyone loves the, the yeah movie. At the same time, it's like I wish the strong female characters were not deemed fat <laughs> because they're great. Ah, so we're almost at the end here. Yeah. So they try to drug him, but he bats them to death. Yeah. Then he leaves a note saying what happened and the drugs. Like this is what they used. And then he runs away because some more of the Yakuza guys are trying to get to his house. Yeah, and he gets to a phone booth and he calls the cop and the cop's still trying to pull all the pieces together and tries to get a guy over to the phone booth in time, but it's too late. Because Oyashiro has gone to Keiichi. Yeah, and he claws his own throat out with his own fingernails and then he tries to piece the, the report back together. They find the note, he reads the note and it's kind of like unsolved mystery and then that's kind of the end of this timeline. That's right. So what, in every timeline 
the demon you takes get, over a different person. Uh, yeah. But in this one, is he supposed to have taken over? So first Reina and then Mion and then Kaichi. Yeah, I think so. Because they're kind of crazy, but then he ends up being the murderer. Like the cops stick it on him. Yeah. But maybe that's just due to lack of evidence. I don't know. But he kind of does go crazy. Here, here's the. I don't know if each arc is supposed to like follow a necessary pattern. I think the only pattern is. Here's a different scary scenario with these characters. Yeah. And it has a similar setup with the festival and the god. Right. Because that's like, it's from the festival where I think the roots start splitting. Right. I would definitely say by far, besides the intro music, by far the most fun about this is seeing kind of a similar scenario play for it yes, with different definitely. choices and different things happening as far if this was just like one shot of this and that was it especially if it was like the second arc yeah. i'd be like this is fucking garbage yeah. don't even bother but the if, fact that like we get to relive it i think would make the second arc a little more interesting um yeah. and it's kind of fun it's kind I of choose your own adventure each arc could probably be condensed to at least it they could, two they could, <laughs> to three episodes they could knock a fucking episode off here yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in the second arc Anyways, the second art. Wait, wait, I gotta, I gotta run um, and, and and refresh my drink. So uh, uh, hold tight, and uh, uh, if anyone visits, you know, be a good host. Okay. Okay, okay. Just keep things tight. Uh, Fanny, Fanny, put that throw pillow back. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. Fanny, I'm gonna get. I'm getting the door. We'll talk about this later. Hello. Hello, Courtney. Oh, what is this weird high-pitched voice? It's me, Rena. I brought you a gift. Oh, I love gifts, but it's not even Christmas time my favorite holiday. What it, is it? It's six five-hour energies, but <gasps> one of them is special. <gasps> oh, special things! Try to guess which one is mine, Courtney. Are these homemade five-hour energies? One of them is, at, yes, the other are store-bought. Ooh, grab. Mm, I wonder which I'm going to try. See you tomorrow, Courtney. Oh, bye, Raina. <laughs> Go. I, I, it's, I hope you explain why you all wear different school uniforms, even though you go to the same school someday. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks for closing the door for me. <laughs> well, I better open these fire energies. Mm. <laughs> Open. Cap turn off. Glug, glug, glug. Mmm. <coughs> hey, I'm back. Corny, what are you... <gasps> Is that pomegranate? <laughs> it's pomegranate. The homemade five hour... It was pomegranate the whole time. No, that's the worst flavor. <laughs> Cody. Oh, yes, Gino. He's right behind me. <laughs> Cursed by the death god! Fanny, no, this happens every year. I have to find another person to do a podcast about a thing I don't know. Alright, I'm back. Oh, good. Oh my god, we we almost had to have the anime and crackers hour. The (laughs) crackers and friendship hour. The uh, podcast hosted by you and Fanny, the parrot. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, I'm I like crackers. I guess that's my same stance here, though, isn't it? Yeah. Take her and leave them. Crackers. Take them or leave them. <laughs> hey, hey. Trump's America. Take them or leave them. Crackers. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. That reference is as an exercise to the listener. Uh, so <laughs> that 
is an exercise in critical reading. <laughs> if you can tell me what that means, then you've unlocked the code of anime and friendship hour. <laughs> oh, God. We still have a whole other thing of this to get through. I think we can skip through the second arc much faster. Oh, yeah. So the first thing starts with uh, they're doing like a contest at um, a toy store. Yeah, they're going to play a game. They kind of skip two, right? He's in the club. They're going to play a game. He's going to play mm-hmm. a game with them. Um, it's this game where, like, someone, like, says, like, a, a Jeopardy question, and then, like, you have a, a card mm-hmm. that answers and it. And one of them was Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, pop culture kind of shit or whatever. And he's not... The, the girls get on his case because he's not playing to win yeah. uh, so hard. So he decides to go into the bathroom with two uh, little boys and tell them that he'll hook them up with the little girls if they help him win, help him win through a series of uh, uh, cute, hilarious hijinks, like <laughs> blowing on the cards. And God, this is meatballs as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> One underage boy is going to hook up two underage, under underage boys. Even with, more underage. For him to get, so all three of them can get with. I mean, to be fair, probably, I don't know. They just want to go get ice cream or something. They probably <laughs> won't even have a good time. Brain freeze. What? <laughs> But anyways, uh, he ties with me on, but she has to go to her part-time job. Yeah, so she's got, she keeps saying that this whole arc mm-hmm. is like, oh shit, I got to go to work. And oftentimes it's immediately after she scheduled something else with somebody else. So yes. it's kind of weird. Um, but the whole premise of this whole arc is she has a twin sister mm-hmm. named um, Shion. Shion. Now, what, just looking back on this whole thing, why is this just like this is one of the differences with this arc's world or is this supposed to be sci-fi is she supposed to be actually two different people because she seems to be lying about her all the time and her existence Shion is real yeah but at the very beginning like the other friends don't know about her and she's like oh "Oh, she lives in a different house and it's all like kind of like what i think she does i think it's true that Shion does live in a different place i there's an awful lot of coyness being coyed around the thing is as uh, we established earlier, Mion is part of the Yakuza. Yeah. So, and I think it's implied that Shion is like ostracized from the family. She's like a younger twin sister, they say. Yeah. Which must mean like five minutes younger or something. Yeah. Like, I don't something know. Something like that. Enough to not be the heir. <laughs> so, Shion works at um, the sexy diner. Uh, main dude goes there and she see- sees her, thinking it's Mion. And his immediate reaction is, oh, she's a server therefore she has to do whatever i say so i'll be a big creepy piece of shit weirdo and this is like my first introduction to this character because it's the first episode i watched Mm -hmm. and i was like wow (laughs) like it was like this series so far it's like high school dxd but less honest Mm -hmm. about what it's doing it's not as grotesque or whatever it's not it's not as flagrant with nudity but the character was like much more alt-right about women yeah (laughs) It Much was... more judging. He oh, so the part of the thing, the thing that starts this whole uh, um, scenario is that he gets as a consolation prize from that little competition thingy a a doll, and he gives it to Reina. Oh yeah! Instead of giving it to Mion, because he says that cute things are Reina's thing, right? Not 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 the masculine uh, butch Mion, gun wielding lesbian or whatever. Uh, uh, which Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, which is a different form of sexualization than like just oh, you have tits and I want to, uh, I want to titty on them. Yeah, it's like I'm judging you as a sexual object and I've judged you unworthy. Right, <laughs> you go in this box and you go in that box. Exactly, and they make this out to be a big deal right at the end, but it really 
didn't seem huge at the moment, but maybe I just no. missed it. I don't know. So anyway, there's a creeper at the diner. I think it, it's, it's a weird... So I watched this when I was uh, in ninth grade. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Did this make an impression on your life? That one moment was a weird impression on my life. Hey, Because cool. uh, he cool. doesn't give the doll to Mia because he deems her like too masculine for it. And then she's like, ha ha, I should have been born a dude. Oh, that's right. She does say that. Yeah, that was weird. I forgot a about crazy, that. A crazy reflection on how I, I feel like a lot of... A lot of not straight cishet dudes judge. I know for me, a lot of the times I like judged my own gender performance based on how I perceived the uh, straight dudes in my life to perceive myself. Sure, absolutely. And then she tries to play it cool and she throws herself under the bus. Right? Exactly. Yeah, Shit not like my that. thing. I should have been born a guy and not a stupid girl. Yeah, you like says. think yeah, it's better. That is fucked up. To agree with their with other people's perception of you than to like agree with essentially their insult than yeah. it is to oppose it. Yeah. Yeah. Was, sorry, I forgot about that part and I did have that reaction yeah. to it. So that was the thing when I watched it, like not on a horror level, but just like it struck a weird chord and I didn't like totally get why, but I was like, oh shit. Okay, so they did do a pretty good job of like making it weird. I think that's to one of those, on it later. Uh one of those things where it's like, oh, this piece of Dude made garbage, really? You hit on something real. Good job. <laughs> dude made garbage. It's <laughs> a world of dude made garbage out there. <laughs> I've never played the visual novel. I don't know if it's good or not. It's popular, so. Anyways, uh, so at the, he grills her because she thinks it's Mion, but then we find out, oh no, it's the kind Shion. But then the next day he meets Mion and tries to grill her about having a sister named Shion, and she tries to like skirt around She it. acts like. Something's weird there. Yeah. Um, and I think that weirdness is a, a red herring to okay. make it seem like she it was her, but it actually is Shion. Right. And the, the, the loop that they used to get to explain it is, I think, Shion being ostracized from the family, and that's why Mion would be nervous to talk about it. I see. Uh, she tries to pretend like it'd be better. Her life would be easier if no one knew about her. Yes. Gotcha. So he goes back to the diner, uh, and he accidentally knocks over a motorcycle, and a bunch of biker gangs with JoJo hair show up. <laughs> the best part and uh Xi'an comes <clears> out <throat> and is really pissed and like ominously the children of the corn uh yeah the villagers come, come to help Keiichi uh, right like zombies just kind of wander out of their establishments and yeah. then just kind of stare menacingly and the biker guy's like hey let's get the fuck out of here um, and we learn later this is part of the uh Hinamizawa's uh like demon blood psychic I don't know if it's a psychic thing but they like stick together and hate outsiders it's it's basically one of those second amendment militias except yes. it actually works <laughs> and then i think the next thing that happens is the cotton drifting festival again sorry back at school embarrassed Mion runs to bathroom red hair smacks sense into Mion and tells kg it's okay santaco can summon a pan to fall on his head green <laughs> hair looks on those are my notes so that happened. <laughs> that happened <laughs> yeah. uh anyways cotton drifting festival yeah. this time the thing that happens is that uh, um, Shion takes Keichi to this shrine thing where um, Takano and the f- the nurse yeah. and the photo guy are breaking in because they want to see what's inside this forbidden temple <laughs> thingy. Sorry, just before that, we get to see Shion and Mion like interact with oh, yeah. Keichi right there, and Shion straight like bullies Mion. Oh yeah, and Mion A has a gun. B is the one that's like part of society. Yeah, uh, is older. Yeah, and ends up being kind of the evil one. And Shion is still like just straight like 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 joshing her, you know, yeah, like uncomfortably. 
making her like drink tea out of pride in front of them <laughs> so she's a stomach ache and shit like that oh, oh and also uh oh they were working outside yeah and they well, if i'm if i just ran a marathon would you want tea oh is that a common it's cold barley tea okay it's a little yeah. more refreshing yeah yeah and it's not like sweet it's kind of bitter it's just flavored i love barley tea it's really good that's cool because what the vibe i got was like oh man that was what a what an exercise time to get a black coffee you know and i'd be <laughs> like that sounds awful anyway okay so yeah it's the uh festival night um and and just like before rika is in, in her garb and doing the awesome dance. oh yeah but uh-oh she wants to take him to this temple she's a bad seed she's a bad seed uh and at this temple place uh the nurse lady and the photo guy are also trying to get in because they want to see what's inside because it's forbidden. Ah! <laughs> this will be the crux of the whole thing. Yeah. And what's inside is a bunch of torture tools because apparently the people of the village, as the nurse lady explains, used to be demons and they would eat people alive. And they uh, they all fuck off like they're not supposed to be there, yeah, right? Yeah, nothing happens. Right. And then, basically, for the rest of the next few episodes, the the Scooby Squad tries to grill um, Keiichi about like, "Where did were you? Did you do it? Where are you, dude?" And he has to lie a bunch, and then he starts realizing that he's yeah. getting caught. And, and then, it, like, the cop knows, and blah blah blah. Uh, it turns out, just like before, having one interaction at night with photographer man and nurse lady means the next day they're dead. Yeah, right. So same deal there. So mm-hmm. it's like a parallel. Um, and then ba- basically, how this shakes out is. Shion gets. We think she's around for a while, but guess what? It's not. It was Mion. Yeah, so that's there's twins. The old swap. The the town elder teacher goes missing, and so she, her story with him doesn't shake out, which leads Keiichi to grill her on it, which makes him figure out what's up. Honestly, this part is this uh, this arc is so boring, and I'm so sorry I made you watch it. Yeah, I, it might have been more interesting had I seen the whole thing the first time. So yeah. you're like, oh, at this time they were doing this, and now they're doing that. Yeah. Or um, but yeah, the point they 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 finally confront Xion, um, and she takes him to like this like underground temple. Oh yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. Mion, Mion, or Mion, Mion. Sorry. And then and uh, she Mion starts doing this crazy thing where she like referred to herself in the third person. Yeah. And so you're made to be like, oh, is this Xion in disguise? Right. Uh, uh. But um. So Reina and Keiichi are talking to her because they're going to like try and get her to turn herself in. Yeah. And she says, okay, okay, I'll turn myself in. I've been involved in all <laughs> these murders and stuff. But first, let's take the kid to a let's the dungeon. Let's take a romantic <laughs> walk that involves going to a torture <laughs> cave. Yeah. So there's people on the, the Shion's in there in like a cage and then she like knocks out yeah, Keiichi Mia. and puts him on a cross and is going to nail nails into his little fingies. Yeah. Um, and then uh, wake up in the hospital, I guess. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It's it's So it's implied that Mion, per, her personality was like subsumed by this demon alter ego. Yeah. Uh, that like runs in the uh, the Yakuza family. Right. And she had some hesitation of killing him because he was like trying to appeal yeah. to her or whatever. And he, she actually like lets him go, kind of from there. And the next day, they meet. The, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. 
was uh, the next day when she stabs him. And she's like, yeah, I did it. I killed all the people I wanted to kill. Yeah, that's an example of those very straightforward lines from this. that I was like, is this really translated correctly? But it's so good. Like, honestly, that's such a great line. It is. It's like she had a checkbox. And it's like, I got the last one. We had it. And it was such an uneventful, like, just stab. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, he wakes up in the hospital the next day, and the police guy's there, and he leaves, and then she's still there. Yeah. Her demon you, is there or this, something. And like, she, I don't know. You can tell how weak this uh, um, arc is, because there are so many things, like, and now we're at the end? Oh, no. And now? No. We're not. <laughs> yeah. And then start all over again. Okay. <laughs> so, I kind of get it. The the arc, the cycle thing seems kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, the last arc, I think, is the most violent, and I wish we had watched that. There's some flash forwards to that and we were at Fanime and they showed some examples of this is how like fucked up anime can be and people so stabbing themselves in the heads crazy. and whatnot I, I'm skeptical that this story is going to be so satisfying as to get through all that and be like oh they're killing each other because of complicated reasons that were set up earlier and not just oh they're demons and going crazy uh, but... no it is mostly just it's crazy <laughs> I don't know there's something with time travel that gets explained but that's not to like the second season can you ma- believe a second season of this yeah Time travel. I mean, it's already, I guess it's not time travel. It's like echoing or whatever. But um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but it was fun. Uh, Cody, we have one last holiday Halloween spooky event. (laughs) Cody, would you, on this night of Halloween, whenever we release it, so. All Hallows Ween. All Hallows Ween. All Hallows Weezer. (laughs) All Hallows Ween (laughs) with opening acts. I was going to say Tenacious D, but Tenacious D would never open for Ween. <laughs> In no timeline does that work out. Did you ever hear about that um, Ween sample that they made for Pizza Hut? No, explain. P- Pizza Hut tried to commission them to write like a jingle. And since they're like motherfuckers, they were like, we're going to fuck with them. So it was just like this like, and then this is the voice is like, where'd the cheese go? I don't know. And it just like does that over and over again. And it's like nonsense. And so they got a bunch of notes from Pizza Hut. And they're like, no, 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 guys, we want this to be real. We're going to pay you money. It's going to work out. And they're like, okay, no, no, we got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then they go again. It's the exact same, like, stupid line, except it's just really, like, low voice. It's just like, where'd the motherfucking cheese go at? <laughs> and it just says that over and over again. <laughs> like, I forget. I think there's a third one. But they're 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 professional trolls. Like, uh, Can you imagine being so straight and so white and so bad to just, like, piss on money. Right, exactly. But, <laughs> just piss at money, but that's being thrown at you. Is is current... I'm so bad at keeping up with music. Like, I remember, like, growing up in the 90s and getting into, like, being a garage band. There was still a huge sentiment about not selling out, and yeah. I think that's where this sort of misbehavior yeah. comes from. Um, that it's like, well, not only are we not going to sell out, but we're going to, like, actively fuck with people that are trying to make us sell out yeah. and waste their time i don't know if that's as big a deal anymore but I, it might be among the kids among the punks rockers I, out there. I, I think selling out not wanting to sell out is tied to um a desire for legitimacy yeah but legitimacy because there is so the world of media has been sped, spread so thin right. has been replaced with name just a desire for name recognition yeah. Because it's no longer like, oh, we're a thing and we're like true to our roots or whatever. It's you just want to be a thing. It's so that, hard to just be a thing. Exactly. Now. You can't you can't even can't you pick can't and even choose. try to be like right with your <laughs> You can't pick and choose, much like we can pick and choose our snacks in the morning with Nature Box. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we can pick and choose the socks we use with uh what's the Mac Weldon? With with our Mac Weldon. Yeah. 
I got some new Mack Weldon socks. Oh, shit. They're blue camouflage for when I go swimming. Ooh. I don't know what blue camouflage is for. I, I don't know either, but I'm <laughs> going to tell you, you might need to go swimming in your future. You might need to go uh, up a mountain in your future. I don't know what's going to happen in your future, but we're going to find out tonight because oh on this All Hallows Ween, as we set up before ga- getting distracted, <laughs> I'm going to read your tarot, Cody. Oh my God, tarot time. Tarot time. Tarot I don't, but what you need to know, audience, is I don't have a tarot deck. Uh, I have ordered uh, some pagan cat tarot cards. It's so don't, pretty sick. It, it's on the way. <laughs> So today, what we're going to use instead are some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> so this is kind of our sixth unofficial Yu-Gi-Oh sode. <laughs> Every episode is a Yu-Gi-Oh sode. So what are we, what are we, how do we do this? I've shuffled the deck and I'm going to put it out on the table or what I can get at the table and you're going to choose three cards and I'll tell you okay. your, your past, your present, and your future. Uh, standard standard basic tarot spread. <laughs> All right, so if I remember way back to episode 20-something, I believe I wanted to pick the heart of the cards. Um, You'll always want me picking the heart of the cards. The first card, your past. Kaiser Seahorse. Kaiser Seahorse? All right, so this card can be treated as true tributes with a tribute someone of a light monster. So what that means, Cody, is that in your past, you have sacrificed much to get where you are. <laughs> you have sacrificed your whole personality no, no. to get a coding job at NVIDIA. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said where I worked before. Thank to you get a that. coding <laughs> job at tech company. <laughs> the present. The present. Sakuretsu Armor. It's a trap card. Oh, shit. That's when not good. an opponent's monster declares an attack, target the attacking monster. Destroy that target. So in this stage of your life, <laughs> things are coming at you like crazy, but you're saying, hey, obstacle in life, I know what you're about. I'm going to take care of you. <laughs> that So you're getting that, the things done that you say you're going to get done. That certainly explains functional alcoholism. That's right. <laughs> but like functional alcoholism, a trap. <laughs> the third card, your future. Ooh. Cybernetic Cyclopean. Holy shit. Another effect monster. While you have no cards in your hand, this card gains 1,000 attack. <gasps> that means, Cody... When you face when you face trials and tribulations, then you will only become stronger, <laughs> and your one eye and your cybernetics will come together to give you the strength you need to beat Yugimoto. <laughs> I want to think the zero cards in hand is my future choice to not have children gives mm. me more money to buy gadgets. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Although that's also my past and my present, so who's to say? Wait, you mean you have so much? Oh, so the, the attack you gain is the money to buy things. I mean, that's capitalism. Uh, yeah. Is that not the world we live in? That's right. <laughs> uh, do you want to try reading me? Yes, I do. Go ahead and give it a little bit of a shuffle Oh, hey. I, I cleared off Kawasaki guy for this uh, bit. And just uh, want you all to know the Kawasaki guy's doing well. 
He's still throwing up that black power. Doing great. Anyways. Okay, I'm gonna flip Wait, wait, wait. I think I think we have a special guest, uh uh tarot reader. Oh, alright. Oh. Hello, Courtney. Oh hi, who is it? I I am back. It's me, Raina. Oh Raina, Raina! I had one of your five-hour energies. You made it pomegranate flavored. Oh, you win. The punishment game is tarot reading. Well, I win, so I get to punish you. Ta- I punish ta- you with reading my tarot, though. Thank you for making sense of that, <laughs> Courtney. Choose three cards. Okay. Don't lie about which one you pick. Oh, shit. Also, I'm watching. Okay. Okay. All right. This is my past. Your first card, Courtney, is Blade Knight. Ooh. You you will find an avatar in the dirt outside of Cody's house and bring him in. An avatar? From the dirt. Like the last airbender? Like a figure. Oh, like a figure. Oh, I did do that in the past. Your present card, enemy controller spell card. You will take control of the figure and make him clean in your image. Hmm, that's weird because I feel like I've already done that. But if you say so. It will be in the greater presence, like in the past year. The future card, Alexandrit Dragon. The Kawasaki guy will kill you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Kawasaki guy. I don't know. I don't really believe in tarot, so I don't know. I don't. About I, don't, I, don't you know, I wouldn't trust any of that. Mumbo jumbo. <laughs> anyway, do you want to take that uh, that green guy home? I've been trying to get uh, out of my house for a while I now. I don't know. I think I might leave him here. Yeah, it's, it's been I'm here. Just a bad vibe from him. Maybe we could like pass him back and forth for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay, kind of. A, you know, I always thought the the the, the arms were a, a black power thing, but I think it might be more of a threatening thing. <laughs> like a general a threat. General about to strangle somebody. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a bad vibe from Kawasaki oh, guy. We, I think we're having personal differences, he and I. <laughs> right! Don't forget me! We oh, almost forgot Fan Corner. Oh, you remember when you mentioned Alexandria Knight? Yeah. Uh, did you know that outside of San Francisco and San Jose, our next listening city what? was Alexandria, Virginia? Oh my God. That can't, that, that is, that's the most tarot fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. Audience, you have to know we do not plan our show well enough for that to be a, like, this is real life. <laughs> and there's at least like 75 cards in that fucking deck, right? Exactly. And they don't even do three ups for everything, right? So that it might have been a one in 75. It's chance. not like this is a deck that has a card for each U.S. city either. <laughs> so Alex, there's a lot of Alexandries in the world, right? Because it's everywhere that Alexander the Great conquered. And everywhere that one would be like, we're smart like they was. <laughs> we, got, we got a library too. We got a library. We got a library. Ours didn't even burn down. <laughs> I played Civilization 2. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a suburb of DC, yeah. like right smack beneath it. Okay. <gasps> oh, DC, where friend of the show Lizzie Nolan. I can't say words anymore. <laughs> Lizzie Nolan lived. Wow, they have a lot of people. Uh, the best one though is that according to the X Files, this is the address of Fox Mulder. Oh shit! Did you ever watch the X Files? Yes, I did a little bit. Yeah, I grew up watching like smatterings episodes, and then I got 
into the arcs, and yeah. then I got out of the arcs, mm. and then it came back 20 years later, and I watched two episodes and thought, <laughs> okay. Did you see the one with Kamal? Nanjiani? Uh, yeah, I think I watched that one, and then Joel McHale's and a few of them, too, mm. right? Um, but I didn't even get all the way through it, which is too bad, but too much good TV, am I right? That's right. <laughs> Let's just talk about our favorite X-Files episode. <laughs> Great idea. Uh, I, I'm going to go solidly with um, weird, squishy sewer guy. The tapeworm guy? Tapeworm guy. Fuck you. That was the one that haunted me the most as a kid. Exactly. I, I saw it when it aired, and I was in second, no, fourth grade. Ta- scared the shit out of me. I, you know what? I, of the X-Files that I watched, they weren't like scary, scary, but they were interesting. Yeah, there wasn't too many that were like super, super scary, but that yeah. one really got me. Uh, and it's also one of the classic ones. So, like, even in the new ones where there was like a, a quick flash sequence of like three frames of like multi- like twenty different episodes. Of course, like his face is like yeah. one of them, and I was like, ah. yeah, the guy in that is just, like such a weird looking dude. That's like, Ugh. yeah, it grossed the fuck out of me. And then uh, my favorite fun one though is uh, the one where there's quote-unquote vampires and like the guy that's like from the sandlot or something is like the guest <laughs> star or whatever i didn't see that one it's just a fun one it's just a really stupid fun one and i think it was like late in the the original series where like five out of seven episodes were the smoking man arc and they're in the cornfields and the helicopters and then they were like let's let's be- go back to remembering like <laughs> this can be fun right and so they were like oh we got a call up in vermont and there's something happening in this city and it's like a vampire shit it's fun fun shit Budget. um Here's my theory on scary series. You can't make something super scary once you know characters are going to be around for a long time. Like you have to have a, yeah. you have to be able to get invested in a character not enough to be like, "Oh, I don't want them to die." Right. But like not, a movie they could kill them. Yeah, but they can't be like around so long they feel like, "Oh, this person is protected by their importance to the plot." Right. And it, probably like early episodes of Walking Dead were kind of legit yeah. scary because that can happen and now it's like, "Well, they're not going to kill fucking yeah. Beardo, right?" Yeah. You know, uh, not in the realm of scary, but in the realm of like characters dying. When Game of Thrones started, it felt like Ah, anyone could die. Yeah, but now it's like season two. Yeah, you kind of can count on okay, this person's gonna die, and then this person like you can order who's gonna die. Right, there are people that have to die to wrap this up. Yeah, and then there was even some faints in the later. It's like Jamie's not gonna fucking die right here, and then of course he doesn't die, and it's like ugh, like. I would have had a little bit more respect for it if yes. he had actually died there, but it also would have been like, well, why would he have done... Yeah. It seems so useless to the plot to kill him at that point. That Why Jamie, make it high stakes? Like, honestly, it's weird how useless he can be to the plot. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just kind of tooling around to some places and following orders. And, yeah. I don't know. It was it, it, him on a, ra- in a on a canoe with a, with a big blonde hair lady. That was one of my favorite parts. Is when yeah. he's out, out, out venturing around, you know. Doing stuff. And then... Another one was like, like Cersei has to die, but at the same time, you have to, if if you are at all savvy about a show, you're like they can't do the fucking this fucking show without Lena Headey. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like the last. They episode, can't right? fucking do this without her. Anyway, so this has been our our uh, annual check in with Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alexandria. Yay, Alexandria. Do we, let's hit each other for one last scenario okay. before we say goodbye. Okay, okay. let me on. Okay, I have one. I have one set. You're out. walking through your neighborhood. It's My neighborhood. Your neighborhood. It's relatively safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
you it's what's the scariest time of day it's early morning <laughs> it's, why are you up this early I'm, you don't know why i'm groggy probably hung over you a little look bit look across the street the black and white neighbor cat <gasps> that's right i like that guy you, you like that guy you like that guy <laughs> he's sitting across the street you say hey hey guy you want him to turn around so you can look him in the face he doesn't <gasps> but this is normal for her neighbor cat you're used to it you begin to walk away and then you hear the jingle of a bell <gasps> is it him that's him but what what is it <gasps> there's a collar around his neck <gasps> Wait. he belongs to another home no, no. it's someone not stole, yours someone stole outside cat someone he loves them more than he would ever love you oh, he's the only thing keeping me here <laughs> I'm buying a plane ticket tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. I thought he was going to get hit by a car. Oh, no. But then at least like his spirit would live on. Now he's somebody else's. I know. That's fuck. so terrible. <laughs> all right. All right. Hit me with the, hit me with the scenario. <laughs> Courtney, <gasps> you're at some sort of productive group meeting, say, oh. sketch Ooh. or whatnot. Awesome. You have to collaborate with people they need to share a file with you you pull up your google drive yes and it's completely organized in folders what and subfolders with underscores and numbering why would i do that tonight who did this who was in my google drive someone explained you spent an entire weeknight doing this lest you don't remember You mean I spent time cleaning and organizing when I could have been starting a new project? You also paid for your own lunch. What? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I just want, for the record, it to be known I only don't pay for my lunch when I'm eating with Cody. Oh, I didn't didn't mean like someone else bought your lunch rather than you spent money on lunch when there would be something you'd eat at home or just skip lunch. Oh, okay. I just meant you paid for lunch. Oh, yeah. Lunch costs you money. Lunch costing money. Not you got someone to buy you lunch. That's not the right connotation. I'll walk that back a little bit. (laughs) I mean, I do do use you to not pay for food. I'm going to be straight up with that. (laughs) I I will not let your poverty inconvenience my good time. (laughs) I love you, Cody. (laughs) Oh, you you wiped away all the fear I was feeling with your your warm hand of friendship. Which I think... Is that not the moral of the episode? Yeah. No matter how scary the world gets, or how many combs can be possessed, or how many little green Kawasaki guys that can... Cups of juice can be handed to you. Where'd the Kawasaki guy go? He was right there. Wait, what? You you had him last, and you were talking about his arms, and like like I had the dumb bit about him. Fanny! Fanny! Wait! Next time on Anime and Friendship Hour. Ah! The old uh, jalapeno rojo won't save you. Ah! Hey everyone, want to thank you so much for listening and also really quickly want to credit Kevin McLeod for our music, Delightful D. I hope it was delightful, everyone. Also, if we're so lucky as to have this on iTunes, please rate and review. I assume you listen to other podcasts, so you should know it helps a lot. And if you don't, it helps a lot. I love you so much.